Glory to the highest. Glory be to God. He is just awesome. He is worthy to be praised. Give him a praise right now. Wherever you're at, in your home or in your car, give God a praise because you know that he is the one that said that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And trust me, he hasn't done it. He hasn't left. He hasn't forsaken you. He hasn't forgotten about you. He's still there, waiting, willing, and able to hear and answer prayer. You can believe that right now. Believe that right now in Jesus' name. So you ought to praise the Lord right now in a dance. Praise Him right now because He is able to make you stand. And, and He is worthy of all your praise and all the glory. Some folks call Him Jehovah Jireh. Some folks may call him Jehovah Shalom. Some may even call him Jehovah Tesikinu. Jehovah Rapha. But we just like to call him Jesus. Is it alright if I just call him Jesus? Listen, I found out that there's power in that name. There's healing in that name. There's deliverance in that name. Rebo Shakarabaha. There's there's a, a way maker in that name. Harebo Shakarabadiata. Listen, there's peace in that name. There's joy in that name. Rebo Shakarabaha. Before you throw in the towel, before you call somebody else out of their name, learn how to call the name of Jesus and see what he can do about the situation. Not only is there power in the name, not only is it healing in the name. At the name of Jesus, the Bible says, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Isn't that good to know that every knee shall bow? I don't care if it's a, a, a black knee, a white knee, Catholic knees, Baptist, a Pentecostal, Apostolics, Church of God in Christ, Church of Christ in God. Atheists, Muslims, whoever you think you is, you're gonna one day you're gonna have to bow down to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and just crown him and just crown him Lord. You ought to do it right now. I'd rather do it right now than being forced to do it. Like hallelujah. But also I found out something else about the name of the Lord Jesus. There is salvation in that name. And it is a good place to stop because I want to continue on in, in our lessons about salvation. You, as you've been with me quite some time, you might know we, we, we did about four parts of this thing already. And, and it all came from a question that was asked one night in a jail cell. <laughs> Isn't that something that the question wasn't asked in church? The question wasn't asked in the prayer meeting. The question, was, the question wasn't asked, you know, glory to God, when you when it's choir practice or, or, or the deacons meetings or, or your board meeting. The question was asked in a jail cell. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? You know, when you get into the word of God, it will destroy all our um, uh, beliefs and different things that we think should happen, has to happen, and what has to go down for somebody to get saved. Don't, and when you get into the word of God, it really destroys what we think should go down. And how we think. So if you tell somebody right now. Well I was saved at the bar. I was saved when I was in the crack house. Hallelujah. Because some of you were saved in the crack house. My God in here. I feel the Holy Ghost. Some of you were saved in, in, when you went to the prostitution house. Some of you were saved at the courthouse. 
my God in here. So, this man got this man in, in the book of Acts chapter 16. He was saved in the, in the, at the jailhouse. Don't tell me, God, you ain't got to be in a certain spot, in a certain place to be saved. Wherever it will mess you in, wherever you're at. That's where God will come. If you can call on his name, he will come there and, and sup with you and, and conversate with you and, and fellowship with you and, and, and get you on his team. Lord have mercy. I like that. Hallelujah. So when you get into the word of God, it'll start destroying um, all these things that we think um, that we've heard anyway, that what it takes to be saved. That's why I'm saying. You ain't got to wait till you get to church to witness to somebody. Don't wait till you get don't wait till you get the three piece suit on. Don't wait till you get the Sunday best on. Hallelujah. If, if you got on, if you got on, if you got your shades on, if you got your low cut jeans on, if, whatever you got going on. If somebody needs to be saved, get them saved right then and there. Witness to them right then and there. Don't don't wait. Don't, don't. You ain't got to wait to get them to the preacher. You may not. They may not make it to tomorrow. Hallelujah. Don't you know this thing is life for the, They may not make it to them. The life is sure. They may not make it to tomorrow. They may not make it to the next Sunday. No, witness to them right then and there and tell them something about the Lord Jesus Christ. Witness to them right then and there. The Bible says we overcame the devil. We overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Let us begin. I tell our testimony no matter where we're at. I don't care what's going on. Give somebody the word of the Lord that needs it right then and there. Hallelujah. Listen, let me, let me give you a word of prayer. Before I get into the word of the Lord, because we don't take for granted um, the things that the God is getting ready to do, the awesome things He's getting ready to do today. So, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom, the power, the glory, forever. Somebody needs to say amen and amen. Well, I, I just want to get into the word of God. Go, go me real quick to the book of Acts chapter 4. We're going to continue on in. And, and on what it takes to be saved and how God has saved us. And we're going to reassure and, and, and comfort you in your faith. Because you've been feeling unworthy, have you? I'm going to show you something that's going to be really awesome. It's going to bless your spirit. But uh, go with me real quick. I'm just going to warm you up first, though. I got to warm this thing up, though. I just can't get into what I want to get into, so... It may take me some time to get there, but we're going to the mountaintop. In the book of Acts chapter 4, and I want to start reading. I just want to uh, start reading around verse, Lord have mercy. Here it is again, all his words are so good. Acts chapter 4, I'm going to start reading. Let me just start reading at verse 1. Let's see what's good. It says, Now as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached to Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Now here's a people. Now here's Paul. Now, they, now excuse me. Here's Peter and John. They're preaching the gospel. They're preaching um, um, about Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something real quick that you may not understand. The devil don't really mind you going to church. No, he does not. He don't mind you calling on God. He don't mind you going to church. He don't mind. He's the, he he does mind you though calling on the name of Jesus. He does mind that. But as long as you're going to a church that ain't preaching Jesus, he don't care nothing about that. Good, go on there. He's going there with you. Hallelujah. But don't call on the name of Jesus. He, he doesn't want you to do that. And quiet is kept. And listen, you may not uh, believe me, but there are some churches that, that they don't preach Jesus. 
you, you may go to that church some months and, and, and you haven't heard him one, nobody in the church call on the name of Jesus once. Hallelujah. They were disturbed because they taught the people in Jesus name. And they were speaking about the resurrection from the dead. Now let's go, let's go deeper. See what happened. And they laid hands on them and they put them into custody until the next day, for it was already evening. Now watch this now. You can see now back in those days, preaching about Jesus caused a disturbance. Because uh, nowadays, like I said, when you when you get a preacher that's really preaching on Jesus and really doing that, somebody gonna have a problem with that. The world has a problem with it. Hallelujah. They were um, disturbed. They was preaching about Jesus and the resurrection of the dead. And they laid hands on, on Peter and John and they put them in prison. However, <laughs> glory to God. I, I thank God for the however in your life. Listen, you're going to preach Jesus and you're going to be calling on Jesus and you're going to find yourself getting yourself into trouble because it seems like that when you decided to um, live for the Lord, it seemed like people, all kind of folks have been coming against you and things may not seem like they're going right. And, and you're going you're under what it's called is you're going under some persecution and oppression because of a preaching of Jesus. See, when you decide really to make Jesus your choice, everything is not going to be everything all the time. And everybody's not going to like you. But however. <laughs> uh, thank God for the however in your life right now in the name of Jesus. It says, however, many of those who heard the word believed. That's why we preach. That's why we do this thing that we do. That's why we can't stop preaching. That's why we got to uh, any time we get that if you've been ordained or anointed and called and chosen to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. How dare you be quiet? No, you got to get it out, the word out any way you can. If they don't let you preach in the pulpit, find a podcast. If you can't find a podcast, get on a, on a live feed. If you ain't going on a live feed, get your own camera out and record out and start recording yourself and preaching and give it to somebody. Do something. Because if God really ordains you and call you to preach, you there's no way in the world you can keep quiet. The Bible says something very interesting about Jeremiah. The Bible says that Jeremiah found himself, he had got himself in trouble. Because what it was is he was prophesying to the people, and the people didn't want to hear what he was prophesying about, and so they throw, throw him in prison. As a matter of fact, for a while, as I was reading the word of God, for a while I thought you couldn't be a great man of God unless you've been to prison. Some of you cats been to prison inside this bad boy that I've been reading right now. But listen, listen, Jeremiah was in the prison, and he had got upset because sometimes preachers, we, we, as we're following God and things are not going our way, and, and we, we think we should be further in the ministry than what we are. And some of us, sometimes, what, what, Lord, why am I married? Why am I this? Why ain't that going on? And I just feel like I'm, I'm not doing And you decide, you decide, you, I just want to give up and leave it alone. And that's what Jeremiah had decided. Glory, I'm speaking of Jeremiah. And Jeremiah had decided one day, listen, I'm not going to preach in his name. Jeremiah said, I'm not going to teach in his name. I'm not going to prophesy. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to keep quiet. That's what he decided to do. But the Bible says it was like fire shut up in his bones 
and he could not hold his peace. And that's what's going on with you. They may put you out of the pool pit. They may put you out of the church. They may say you can't preach. They may say that. They may say your life ain't right. They can't, all that stuff can say about you, but you cannot keep quiet. Because if you really ordain and anointed of God, it'll be like fire. Shut up in your bones and you would not be able to hold your peace. Peter now was put in prison. And, then, and it says, however, many of those that heard the word believe. And the number of the men that came to the came to be was about 5,000 folk. 5,000 men believed the word that was preached that day. Now watch this. And they can see now if he, Peter would have been quiet. Those 5,000 souls have been lost. That's why we keep going. That's why we keep preaching. And it came to pass on the next day. Now, this is Acts chapter 4. I'm reading around verse 5. And it came to pass on the next day, their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Ananias, Annas, and the, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, as many as were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power? Oh, well, what name have you done this? They're trying to say what power, what name you're speaking in. Glory to God, because there was a healing that took place earlier. And they want to know by what power or by what name have taken place. See, signs and wonders will always follow the word. See, you ain't got to follow signs around. You ain't got to follow men around. Because if you really got the Holy Spirit in you, then signs and wonders will start following you. You just need to say, use me, Lord. Use me in a mighty way. They set them in the midst and they asked Peter and them, by what power, by what authority have you done this? And then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and the elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to this helpless man, and by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands before you whole. First of all, Peter is saying this. My God, it's so, it's so much deepness and depth in that you don't really understand what's going on right now with this. Because what happened earlier in the earlier chapters in this book, Peter and John, they, they, they had, it was a man that was begging that had been paralyzed from birth. And Peter, in the name of Jesus, healed the man. And Peter now is explaining to the people, he's explaining how this came to be. Let me tell you why and how this man is made whole and how this happened. He says it's because of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. What he's saying is God is bearing witness that the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is real. When you see miracles happen, all God is showing you is my son is real. My son is to be glorified. So not only is there salvation in his name, and I told you there's power in his name. I'm telling you there's healing in the name of Jesus. My God in here. That's where the power comes from, though. The power comes from his resurrection. That is the power of his resurrection being displayed when folks are healed, delivered and set free. But not only does he heal you spiritually now, 
God is able to heal you physically. Not only is he able to save your soul, he's able to heal your body. Look what else happened. He said, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. That's his death, burial, and resurrection. Whom God raised from the dead. By him, this man stands before you hold. Now watch this. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. He's talking about Jesus. He's saying, this is the stone. Jesus is the stone. He, he, but Jesus was rejected by them. Jesus was, Jesus was rejected by religious folk. Now, if religious folks reject Jesus, what do you think they're going to do to you? That's why you've been going to churches and getting judged out some of these churches. That's how you can be around some folks who think they're holy and thou and you don't belong in the, in the club. Because even Jesus, to them, didn't belong in the club. This is the stone which was rejected by you. But rejection is a good thing. You, it's right. You try to get in with the, with the with the crowd. You try to rub elbow, but rejection is a good thing. You try to fit in. You, you you know what? You need to stop trying to fit in. No, no. God wants you to stand out because God's going to show you that it's not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. See, some things from the Lord you can't even get until He sees you being rejected. He said, "This is the stone." which was rejected by you builders, which has become their chief cornerstone. Now watch this. This is what I want to get to verse 12 because we're talking about salvation. <laughs> so well, let me tell you what something happened in verse 12. He says this, nor is there salvation in any other. Watch this. For there's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. He says there's salvation in the name of Jesus. He says there's no other name you can call on. There's no salvation in any other God. Salvation is not in man. Salvation is not in your favorite teacher or preacher. Or salvation is not in your man, your husband. Your, the only way you can get saved is by the belief in Jesus Christ. That's why Paul tells a man in like in Acts chapter 16, when he says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? That's why he's telling him, believe on Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Because salvation is not in any other. For there is no other name giving upon the heaven whereby men can be saved, but by the name of Jesus. Now you can listen. Now, now if you if you if you idolize entertainers. If you idolize certain singers, if you idolize certain people in the world, they may tell you something that's um, contradicting this and say, well, it's many ways to God. But according to the Bible, the devil is a lie. The only way to God is through Jesus. Because God, according to the second Corinthians chapter five, that God is in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. The only way to get to God is to go through Jesus. So if you're going any other kind of way, <laughs> if you're trying to enter in any kind of way, the same as a thief and a robber. We just talking about being saved. Go me to John chapter 14, verse 6 real quick. We just talking about being saved. It's all good. Yes, it's all good. 
remember that song back in the day? It was, it was all good. No, you don't remember that. You gotta be as old as me to remember that one. John chapter 14. I want to show you something real quick. I just want to get you some scripture real quick. I'm going to get to something real quick, though. That's going to bless your spirit. It's going to bless your heart. You need to stay in here with me this time because I'm going to show you something. You better be patient with the word of the Lord. I'm telling you, what I told you, what I told you. Can't nobody get to God but through what? Through Jesus, right? Let me prove it to you real quick. Go to me John chapter 14 around verse number 1. It says this, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. It's on the disciples saying, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. This world ain't your home. Watch this. Where I go, you know, in the way you know. Watch this. Thomas said to him, one of the disciples, Lord, we do not know where you're going. And how can we know the way? <laughs> Jesus said unto him, I am the way. My God. He's saying you don't need a map. You don't need a GPS. You don't need a location. The only thing you got to do, Thomas, is trust in me because I am the way. Because as long as you got me, you got the way. As a matter of fact, what well, Jesus is saying to him, that if you got me, then you're already, you're already there. <laughs> My God. Where I, he, said, he, said, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Did you know that, that, that truth is not something, truth is someone? Did you know that life is not something? The life of someone. Did you know that everybody right now that is living is only living by the power of God? My God in here. And at his word right now, if he wanted to, at his rebuke, everybody would disappear. At his rebuke. That's why we say every day we're waking up with new mercy. Because we could have died a long time ago. He says, Thomas, he said, listen, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one, watch this, no one, watch this, he says, no one comes to the Father except through me. John 14 says, nobody's coming to God except through me. There's not many ways to God. There's only one way, baby. This is a one-way street, and his name is Jesus. Go with me right real quick. Go with me to Acts 2.38. Let me go show, show, let me show you something in Acts chapter 2 in the verse uh, 38. This used to be one of my favorite scriptures when I say it used to be because I, when I started expanding my uh, reading and learning and stuff. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. Acts 2.38. I'm going to show you something real quick. You can argue with this and, and get a hold of this. But I want to go to Acts. I want you to do something you think about. Acts 2 and 38 says this. Well, let me go to Acts 2 and 36. Acts chapter 2 and round verse 36 says this. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know surely that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. And now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? It was the same type of question that was asked in Acts chapter 16. Peter had just preached the gospel. And so from the gospel, they asked him, well, what shall we do? What can we do now? 
<laughs> and Peter says this. Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, for the forgiveness of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Listen, there's some of you. If you're bread by shake it body, Somebody just spoke in tongues because I felt their spirit and I started speaking in tongues. Lord have mercy. Glory to God. Because you know, you know why that's possible? Because we're all connected because it's all one body. They said, they said, man and brother, how can we say? They saying, well, can, how can we say? What can we do? He's saying we need to be baptized. You need to repent. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. How you been baptized in Jesus' name? Had you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Have you been baptized in Jesus' name? Salvation is only in Christ. Go meet up. Uh, now, you now. I'm, just, just, I'm in this Bible study mode. When I'm in Bible study mode, we go to a lot of scriptures. So, if you don't like flipping scriptures, you may, maybe you need to get you a iPad out or But... I'm just one to believe that if you call yourself going to Bible study and y'all didn't touch the Bible, then how in the world is that Bible study? I mean, I mean, I'm just, I mean, how in the world is it? I mean, you tell me, tell you, you went to Bible study and y'all didn't touch the Bible and get into some scriptures and find out what the stuff said the Lord? Y'all didn't study the word? And you said you was at Bible study? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? So, when I, I, I get into the Word of God, and I'm in the Bible study mode, which we've been in the last four or five podcasts, you know, I go to a lot of scriptures. And um, so, you need to go to me. Go me real quick to the book of Titus. Mm -hmm, I'll see that. Go me the book of Titus around chapter 2. What a lot of scriptures. Go me the book of Titus around chapter 3. Let me show you something real quick. Don't go nowhere though. I'm telling you. I got something that's really going to bless your heart. God know sometimes we get weary. But what, let me let me show you something real quick. Titus chapter 3. I'm going to start reading at verse 1. It says, Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities. To obey. To be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, but be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. It's teaching us how we should live. And trust me, don't we got to work on that stuff? He just said, we know that. Yeah, we got to work on that stuff. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived. So he's saying, don't be arrogant against folks who don't know the Lord. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts. And pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. He's saying that's what we used to do. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. That's what we used to do. Some of us are still doing. That's all right, though, because you ain't going to do it always. I'm just one. I'm just one to believe that. But when the kindness of the Lord, the love of our God, our territory man appeared. Watch this. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. But according to his mercy, he saved us. Lord have mercy. He saved you by his mercy. Glory to God. You ought to give God a praise right now. Because you were saved by his mercy. I'm giving you a reason. 
to get your shout in. I'm giving you a reason to praise the Lord. Have you ever went to somewhere and you notice sometimes it seems like some some people just praise God louder and more than others? You know why they do some people do that? Some of them know. Because they've been forgiven us so much and they don't recognize and realize how much God has done for them. They can't help themselves, man. They just go off. As a matter of fact, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all they've done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Let me show you something real quick. Romans. I want you to go in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 16. ребакария Reba kariya basi kereba shia namaha. Reba kariya dasiya biya namasi. Reba kariya dasiya kariya mo shukuriya baniya ka. Reba kariya ma. Reba shena ma kariya tosu. Reba teke. Reba kariya dasiya. Reba kariya mahaya. Reba kariya dasiya kariya shu. Reba kariya tanya. Te kariya basi. Reba dia taka dia nama kada baba bakar ya badi reba dia karya se nama dia bakare da bosukura badia ta reba dia karya nanya shi kada badia sha reba nya karya badia kare badia kare bosu reba dia karya badia karya dasha reba nya na se nama nera reba reba dia dog nasha garya manya dia nu nama dia kure ne manya Reba shi nama reba reba shalia bania mu reba nyama doko reba diana nanya sha reba nya karya dia reba nyana karya shanya reba nya karya numo karya ba reba shanya karya nanjuku reba ya karya yukore mashene Rema nyako nanyaka dia mokoria no shene mana karia nana makaria reba kaya reba nya mashe reba se nya reba nashia nyaka reba nyakaya reba nyashe rebo koria ma ena mangela basi reba shoko reba nyakaya de rabo shokoria ma ya Riemanya shida baya reba su reba kina masike rebo suko 
Oh, his name is great. See, whosoever shall hear that praise, whosoever shall hear this prayer, whosoever shall hear this word, if you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit of God, then it shall be done unto you. If I still be a man of God, then it shall be done. That's right, there's been rejection in your life, and it was all to get you to Christ. There's been heartbreak in your life, and it was all to get you to Christ. You've been thrown out of places, you've been rejected by family members, you've been left at the altar, you've been this left, forgotten, talked about by friends, families, and Folks have done you wrong and things have not gone your way. But in the bull but it was all to get you to Christ. You've been hurt. You've been used. You've been abused. You've been forgotten. You've been beaten on, cheated on. You've been loved, but you've been loved by the wrong ones. But right now, but the Lord is calling you right now to a place of peace and a place of healing and a place that will set you free and a place that's called peace of mind where you, in the name of Jesus Christ, will have joy and joy unspeakable and have life and life more abundantly. And even now, in the things that used to bother you and has been eating at you for the last 10 to 15 to 20 years shall not bother you no more. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, for you shall have peace for the first time in a long time in Jesus' name. And believe it right now. Amen. That's right. He didn't save you to be miserable. He didn't save you to be defeated. He didn't save you for you can be confused. He didn't save you for you can be dependent on this one and that one for love. And but it saved you to let you know that it is the only way to God is through him. My God in here. Romans. You got to go to Romans. Can I get you to Romans? You playing with me. Can I get you to Romans chapter 3? And I want to read for you. If I can. Verse 23. Romans 3 and 23. And it says this. For all have sinned. <laughs> Everybody. That means everybody. For all have sinned. I don't know why folks so arrogant. All have sinned. And fallen short. Of the glory of God. You see. People people are study comparing themselves with themselves. You're not trying to reach the glory of another man. You're not trying to reach the glory of your pastor. You're not trying to reach the glory of, of this sister and that sister. No. You're trying to reach the glory of people. Are supposed to be trying to reach the glory of God. And all have sinned. And falling short of the glory of God. <laughs> but watch this. Being justified freely by his grace. Justified means declared righteous. So even though you have sinned. God still saying I'm going to justify you. I'm going to declare you righteous freely by my grace. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. You've been redeemed. You've been brought back. 
by Christ Jesus, your soul has been redeemed. And it's all was through, hallelujah, the grace of God. Something that he did this freely. You don't got to pay for it. The price has been paid already. It's been paid in blood. It's been paid by the Lord Jesus Christ. Can we keep going? Can we go deeper? He says this also. Whom God set forth to be a propitiation by his blood. In atonement. By his blood. I told you it was by his blood. Through faith. To demonstrate his righteousness. Because in, righteous, in his forbearance. God had passed over the sins. That were previously committed. He passed over it. He passed over it. So now we messed up. All we got to do is not just ask forgiveness. Because sin. since you sin. Now, see, since you're saved, and since now you've been filled up with the Holy Spirit, and since you're saved, so say you do sin. Now, sin doesn't destroy the relationship, but it does mess up the fellowship. Get that? Sin doesn't destroy the relationship. That, that doesn't mean that God say, well, it's over. I'm, I'm done with you. Have you ever did something wrong? And your parents was mad. You may have got a spanking. You may have got on punishment. Whatever was going on. But your parents was upset. Because it was something you did, right? But yes, yeah, so so but you still, but y'all, but that was still your son. That was still your daughter. Y'all still got a relationship. It might have destroyed the fellowship for a while. You might have been upset with them for a while, but but it didn't start the relationship. My God in here. Some people think that God is ready to throw them out the house because of what they've done wrong. Sin doesn't destroy the relationship. Hallelujah. It just messes with the fellowship. But once you ask forgiveness, once you once you come reconcile, glory to God. That's right. God ain't gonna change the locks on you. Let me keep going. Romans, give me to Romans chapter 5, verse 8. No, God ain't gonna change the locks on you. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Romans never happened. Let me Romans chapter five. I'm gonna start reading the verse one. This I, I, I may not be able to get to where we want to get to, because I had something that was gonna knock your socks off. But I guess I'm gonna have to wait to the next time. I'm gonna have to, I guess I'm gonna have to preach the rest of it later. Can't do it all today. But watch this. Romans chapter five verse one says, "Therefore, having been justified by faith, I told you justified mean what? Declared righteous, and you was declared righteous by what? Faith, not your works. <laughs> no, not you, not your works, not us." But you've been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. God ain't mad with you. As a matter of fact, I hear the Lord saying, I'm pleased with you. I'm pleased with you. God is pleased with you. And that's that's the name of this this, this message, man. You gotta get to you gotta get to the end here. God is pleased with you. You are the apple of his eye. You are you are a shot. You are a walking miracle. God loves you. He ain't, he ain't mad at you. Therefore, being you've been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody told you God was angry with you. They lied to you. Through whom also we have access by faith into that grace 
in which we stand. We, we stand in grace and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also, here's what we do, because we know God has died for us. Excuse me, we know that Jesus Christ has died for us. God has sent his son, Jesus has died for us. We know that we have peace with God. We know that maybe we've been justified by, us, by faith. We know that God loves us. And because of that, we glory in tribulations. That means when people are coming up against us, when folks are speaking against you, when folks are talking nasty against you and you don't know which way to turn, we glory in that. We glory in tribulations. Knowing that knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Because all that we're going through and what we've been through and the, the patience that you have to display is building you. It's building your character. It's building perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint. Listen, when you hope in God, when you're praying and when you're holding out, when you believe in God, when you're doing his will, it says hope will not disappoint. I mean, you're not going to be so disappointed. God ain't going to leave you down here on the earth. God ain't going to send you to hell. We're saved by this hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Who was given to us? The Holy Spirit, when, he, when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, like I said, it ain't just to speak in tongues. But the love of God. It's being poured out in your heart by the Holy Spirit who has given us. For when we were still without strength, the Bible says, when we were still without sinners. Another translation, King James Word says, when we were yet sinners, when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. While we were still messed up, Christ still died for us. As a matter of fact, he keeps on doing great things for me. No wonder they said, if I had 10,000 tongues, I just couldn't tell it all. He's healed you. Watch this. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone even dared to die. But God demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is how much he loves you. See, the love of God does not mean that you have to be doing something right for him to love you. The love of God doesn't mean that you have to be a size six for him to love you. The love of God doesn't mean that you have to be able to cook or do this or have a certain degree or have a certain amount of money or live a certain way or go to a certain church or do this or that. The love of God is not about that. The love of God is this. Why they were still sinners, I still love them enough to die for the ungodly. So you don't, you don't have to perform for God's love. You don't have to give up your body. Because when a man, when a, when a, when a man will say he don't love you because when you give up your body, you don't have to do all that. You don't have to do all that. You don't compromise yourself for nobody. You don't even have to do all that. You don't have to perform for God to love you. You don't have to get all the good grades. You don't have to be the, the class president. You don't have to get uh, be the top athlete. You don't have to be the most beautiful. You don't have to be the most uh, in order for him to love you. God loves you while you were yet sinners. Christ still died for ungodly. Because there have been 
people in your life that you thought you had to win their love through sexual situations. You thought you had to win their love through um, doing jumping through hoops and doing this and that. You thought you had to win somebody's love. As a matter of fact, there's some children right now who think they had to win their parents' love because they feel like their parents don't love them. So now they're trying to do all this stuff, trying to win their parents' love. There's people out there right now, there's women out there right now, trying to win the love of some man, so they're doing all kinds of things and compromising themselves and their beliefs and different things. But that's not how the love of God works. The love of God works while they were yet sinners. Christ still died for the ungodly. Because he loved them, he loved the world so much. So this thing, salvation is what I'm talking about. It's not about a performance. It's always been about and always will be about a belief in one man. That is Jesus Christ. And his death, burial, and resurrection. You ain't got to win over to God. You ain't got to win over God's love. He loves you already. The only thing you got to do is believe in his son. See, the devil don't want you to hear this message. Hallelujah. Can we go deeper? And we, I'm almost out of time. I wanted to show you something else. But I guess I'm going to have to say I'm going to have to preach the rest of it later. We'll preach the rest of it next time. But watch this. For, for, for much more than having now been justified by his blood. Watch this now. Watch this. This is Romans chapter 5 and verse 9. He says much more than. He says much more than that. So he says yes. While you were still sinners. Now Christ died for you. No doubt. But much more then, much more than that now, having now been justified, declared righteous by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. That's a people right now that are trying to tell you and they're trying to scare you. So oh, something's coming on this earth. You're going to get caught up in a tribulation, blah, blah, blah. The devil is a lie. We're going to be saved from the wrath. Because we've been justified by his blood. Watch this. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. The death of Jesus Christ on the cross reconciled us back to God. Much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And we are the death of his son reconciled us back to God. And the resurrection of Jesus Christ gave us life the death of jesus reconciled us back to god and the resurrection of jesus gave us life and not only that but we also rejoice in god through our lord jesus christ through through whom we have now received this reconciliation my god Go me to Mark chapter 16 around verse 16 real quick. And then I think I'm going to have to let you, let you get me. Then we have to do something else next time. Perhaps tomorrow. Maybe the next week. Mark chapter 16. And we got it. We're working with verse. I think we're going to do verse 16. But Mark chapter 16. This is after Jesus rose from the grave. Mark chapter 16 in, in verse 15 says this and he said to them go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he who believes it is baptized will be saved wait a minute 
Verse 15 says this again. He said unto him, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. What's the gospel again? The death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Preach that. And he says what's going to happen is this. He who believes, believes what? The gospel. And is baptized, will be saved. But he who does not believe, we will be condemned. The only people who are condemned and going to hell is the ones who don't believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation is not about acts of works that you can do, or works that you've done. Salvation is not about who has the best moral character. Salvation is about a belief on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But and God Himself is going to work on your character. And let's keep going. What else it says? Since you believe now, since you do believe, and you are saved, let me tell you what's going to happen to you. And these signs will follow those who believe. Do you believe on Jesus? Do you believe in His death, burial, and resurrection? Do you believe He's the only God? Okay, and listen. Here's what's going to happen to you. Then signs are getting ready to start following you. In my name, will they cast out demons? They shall speak with new tongues. That we did that earlier. They will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will not no, by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Start letting the signs, start letting signs follow you. Don't you follow signs, but let them follow you. And they're going to follow you because you believe on the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go me John chapter 3, and then I'm, 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 I'm going to let it go. Because I think i got to let it go. I just can't do no more. You're going to let this thing go right. John chapter 3. Real quickly. John chapter 3. And I'm going to start reading around verse 13. No one has to send it. Oh my God. Wait, hold on for a minute. John chapter 3. I'm going to start reading verse 14. We, see, we dealt with 13 the other day ago, and I want to get to this 14 because I don't have that much time. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And we dealt with that. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have every eternal life. Now watch this now. Now watch this. Whoever believes in him, that him is Jesus, should not perish, but have eternal life. If you believe in Jesus, you have eternal life. And watch this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's why God sent his son. So you mean to tell me, all you preachers are preaching to people that, that even though they believed on Jesus, and even though you've been saved, and even though you've been baptized in the Spirit of God, and you're running around telling these people because you don't think they have the best moral character, that they're still going to hell, you tell them people a lie. And as a matter of fact, not only are you telling people a lie, you're preaching a whole different gospel than the gospel that's in the book. And the next time you get with me, and next time on the podcast, I'm going to show you in the Bible where it says that if you preach any other gospel, then you shall be accursed. The only gospel is one. That is a death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And from that, if you believe in that, you're saved. There is no any other gospel. There is no two gospels. There is no two ways to be saved. There is no get saved and then stay saved by works. There's only one way to heaven, and it is through Jesus Christ. And the reason why God sent his son 
for it to be so. And the reason why his son died on the cross, for so it to be so. For so whosoever believes on him should have everlasting life. So when you get to heaven, you're going to be patting yourself on the back like, oh, yeah, I got up here because I was so good. No, you'll be saying, thank you, Jesus, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Lord God, for your son. My God, boy, if I, if I was a preacher somewhere, I'd probably get thrown out of the church in some churches, boy. You just don't know exactly what, I mean, woo, woo. He said, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Oh my God. Wait a minute. This is John chapter 3 and verse 17. Now watch this now. How is it? Now if God didn't send his son. That is without sin. Into this world. To, to condemn people. Then why in the world. You as just a man. Think that you can condemn folk. That's what I don't understand. How is it that Jesus didn't come to the earth to condemn anybody, but just let, letting people know that if you believe in me, you shall be saved. How is it that you now, thinking just because you got some kind of a title, or whatever it is you think you got going on, as far as Rebo Shakarabaha, spirituality, think that you can condemn people to hell. If Jesus didn't do it, how in the world are you going to do it? God, Jesus said this, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The world through him will might be saved. And he says this, and this is a condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because the deeds were evil. For everyone that practices evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light. That is deeds been made clearly seen that they have been done in God. Hallelujah. Come to the come to the light, baby. Because in Jesus is light. And the light is the light of man. Believe on Jesus Christ today. Believe in his spirit. Believe in his son. And you will be saved. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. But through the world through through him I might be saved listen if it's a word then i must have did it and if it's not then i wasn't with it stay committed till next time be blessed